You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a very fun guest here with me today that I know you all are excited about because at the end of every year, I put out a survey asking who you would like to hear as a guest on this podcast. And this was like the number one request. So I am going to let her introduce herself and tell you where you can find her online. Um, Hi, I'm Jenny Blonde, but wait, I just have to stop before I introduce myself. I am so honored (laughs) that I have a number one request. That, oh, that just puts a smile on my face. I am so honored. You were number one. They really wanted to hear from you. Thank you. And thank all of your listeners. That's so amazing. Oh my goodness. I guess people are used to hearing me just like ramble on in my podcast and it will be nice to have an actual interview with me to learn more about me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. So yeah, I am Jenny Blonde. I think many people online know me as the comfy cozy witch because my practice is all about what is calm and comforting and hope home and hearth witchcraft and bringing spiritual nourishment to my family through food, through ritual, through connecting with the wheel of the year, connecting with nature. Um, so that's a bit about my practice, a bit, a bit about me. I am 38 years old. I'm not going to go into everything about me, but I'm 38 years old. I think most, most people know that who, who know me, um, and listen to my podcast, but I've been practicing on and off for over two decades, you know, for starting when I was young, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, you know, later on in this episode. Um, And really, my practice has grown strong over the last decade or so, really the last eight, nine years. Um, I have the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast, which I love doing and started it on a whim about three years ago. I'm on season three of the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. I also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Comfy Cozy Witch. And my email or my um, website is comfycozywitch.com. So basically I'm everywhere at Comfy Cozy Witch. Easy to remember though. That's nice. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is easy to remember. Uh, Well, but then, you know, we have those scammers out there right now who like to pretend to, to be all sorts of versions of our username. <laughs> the absolute worst. I have that warning on my Instagram too, but it's always good to give everyone else a warning to just check the usernames really closely. I know Jenny and I both will never reach out to you for readings or yeah. anything else that people try to offer you. We are not sliding into your DMs like a bunch of creeps. We are. No, we won't. And I have to say stuff. Um, the, the latest one to impersonate me actually instead of saying comfy cozy c-o-m it's con c-o-n con oh. so if that doesn't tell you that it's a con they literally <laughs> put it in their username they a little self-aware there yeah <laughs> oh gosh yeah it's it's really obnoxious they are just trying to get money out of you so just just be careful yeah i don't know why it's so prevalent in the witchcraft community but it's really frustrating yep yep it is So for anyone who has not yet listened to your podcast, what can they expect if they come over for your next episode? Well, you can expect uh, just to hear me (laughs) talking about random witchcraft topics and topics 
um, that you would want to hear as a pagan or in the pagan community, or even if you're not witchy at all. So I always start my episodes with what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. And um, I have a whole segment on that where typically I just ramble on for about 10 minutes about (laughs) what's making me comfy, cozy. Of course, this last episode was all about my favorite witchy fall goodies. Um, So it was all about that. And then I go into a main segment and I, I, I mean, it's so broad in topics. I've talked about the Fae. I've talked about setting up altars. I've talked about um, different ways of practicing, bringing everyday magic into, or bringing magic into the everyday, the mundane things. So I think I'm at about 40 episodes on many different topics. And then I always end with a card pool. So that's what they can expect. But this season, as we were saying before you hit the record button, (laughs) um, I'm branching out and I'm finally going to have guests as I'm learning how to use my technology better. I'm not very tech savvy, um, but I'm learning how to record um, other people, other voices, or I will be learning (laughs) through Zoom. So I'll be having new voices on the podcast as well, which I'm excited about. People can also expect to get a very authentic podcast. I don't edit Um, I don't use a script. Nothing is ever scripted. Uh, I might have a brief outline of what I want to cover on my episodes, but it is very organic in nature. You will hear my dogs. You will get to know them. You will know their (laughs) names. You will hear my son interrupting to ask to play video games. So you're going to get a very real experience when you listen to my podcast. Which is so funny because I just have to tell listeners what happened was that we originally had a recording scheduled and we had to push it back and reschedule because Jenny lost her voice from training her new puppy. Yes, I did. And couldn't couldn't talk on the Zoom, which I think is like the greatest reason to have to reschedule anything ever. Like I can't talk. I've been yelling at a puppy all day. It truly is. And River, her name is River Star. Such a good Um, name such a great name. She's fantastic. Uh, she's a golden retriever. So clearly had a lot of energy, but it wasn't so much. Yes. It was part training her and constantly river, drop it, river, stop eating the carpet river, stop (laughs) eating my son's homework, which she actually has done. She's eating my son's homework. Literally a dog has eaten his homework. No no teacher will believe him. I know no teacher, but if I just send a cute little picture of her, maybe she will, but (laughs) Uh, it was the other dogs. We have two other dogs. So Reese is our middle dog. Gia is our little dog. She's 13 and or almost 13 and deaf and blind. So she just sleeps and cuddles all day. But Reese was terrorizing River when we first got River. So it was me constantly not yelling, but just being firm with no Reese, Reese, stop it. (laughs) And I did, I lost my voice for about, oh my gosh, it was over a week. Um, maybe a week and a couple days, maybe eight or nine days, but it's so horrible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so funny. Which, you know, as as we're talking about that, my dog's trying to climb into my lap right now. So that is just what you get on our podcast. And I think that's why you were such a a heavily requested guest. Uh, I think people really appreciate that kind of style and enjoy just, you know, the low key, unedited, unscripted, just getting to know somebody. Yes, I think so. I think so. People have told me that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's jump into the next topic that I'm really excited for you is you just had a book come out. Woo! Congratulations. 
I did hearth and home witchcrafts, rituals and recipes to nourish home and spirit. It released uh, about three weeks, no, four weeks ago now. So September 1st with Wiser Books. And it has been a whirlwind. I mean, it came out and I feel I had a book signing and events and, you know, sending books out and getting more, well, I, I'm interacting more with my publisher, with the marketing department. Um, so it has been, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, but it's been awesome. <laughs> I am so excited to read it, which I haven't yet because my husband bought it for me as my birthday present, but it's not my birthday yet. So I'm not allowed to have it. And I'm like, I just, I know that it's there because oh. I sent him a list and then I can see everything that he bought off of the list because of he course. likes it. Okay. I know that sounds bossy, <laughs> but, but he appreciates the guidance. And that was on my lesson. So I know that he bought it and it's just sitting there. I'm like, but can I just have it now? So I am super excited to dive into it just from like what I have seen so far. Oh, thank you. So yeah. what, what can people expect if they are looking to pick that up, which I already highly recommend. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, they can expect, well, it's very similar in tone to what you get when you listen to me on live on Instagram, or you listen to my podcast, it's very conversational in nature. I wanted, and I want readers to feel like they're sitting down with me and we're having a conversation over a cup of tea about all things witchcraft. And so I wanted it to be very approachable and conversational in tone. I, I have, I mean, hundreds of books on witchcraft over that I've <laughs> accumulated over the years. And <laughs> One thing that I've noticed a lot of books, which this is, this is great, um, are very academic in nature, um, well-researched, which obviously I appreciate as a former um, English teacher, um, well-researched, but sometimes it, it's hard to get through books because they aren't as conversational. Um, so I really wanted to create something that's conversational and comforting. So when you're reading that, I hope that that comes across. And it's just, it's a book filled with information about my practice, um, rituals, spell work, recipes to nourish yourself, nourish your home, your family, your spirit. Um, it's, it's very closely aligned to my, my own personal practice. So you're going to hear a lot of personal anecdotes and stories about my grandmother and her kitchen witchery and what my home looks like and how it's set up and how I bring magic into my practice on a daily basis. Um, and then, of course, the in, in there, you're going to have your your correspondences to to herbs and the elements and so forth to help out a beginner witch. But there's a lot of really good gems for your more experienced practitioner who just wants to kind of reconnect um, and bring magic and more magic into their lives. So, yeah, there's rituals for protection, cleansing your hearth and home recipes, kitchen witchery, creating, you know, a kitchen altar, an altar space, a sacred space. Um, doing offerings to your land spirits and working with your herb garden, no matter where that is, if it's on a windowsill, if you're in a smaller house or outside, if you have a larger garden, there's self-care and rituals and recipes to make your own self-care products as well. Um, but yeah, so you'll get a little bit, a little bit of everything when it comes to my practice and a little bit of everything hearth and home. I, I love that. Cause I do you know, mostly hearth and home witchcraft as well. So it's like right up my alley. Would you say that that is well-suited then for beginner witches? Cause I do have a lot of beginners, witches listening to this podcast. Would they be able to jump in and, and start working with your book? Oh, absolutely. I mean, off, off 
the bat, like even off the first page where they have a book charm, um, just a very simple book charm that they could use for whatever they're reading, whatever they're trying to learn about in their, their new journey. Um, absolutely, this is good for someone in the beginning stages of their practice. Perfect. I am very excited for you. I was excited to see that come out because that is right up my alley. And I mean, I don't, I don't never need to collect more <laughs> books. I want to collect more books. <laughs> so I was very excited to see something that was like right in my wheelhouse. So I am itching to get my hands on it. Countdown to my birthday is on. When is your birthday? <laughs> my, well, my birthday, my actual birthday is November 20th, okay. but, um, we do early birthday in this house because my husband's birthday is July 5th. Mm-hmm. Like he's too hungover from the 4th of July. And <laughs> I don't like the actual date of my birthday. So we usually end up celebrating my birthday, like three weeks early, like November 1st, like once Halloween's done, I'm like, okay, it's time. Yep. <laughs> so we move it. And then we celebrate his in June. So oh, wow. <laughs> so my countdown is on to November 1st. That is what we're It's going to be here sooner than you know it. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. So let's get into something that I always like to ask. And some, you know, may already know this about you, but tell us about your sort of journey to finding witchcraft and how that's changed over the years to get oh. you to where you are now. Oh gosh. So I know you have a, a longer journey there. <laughs> yeah. It's a longer journey of like ebbs and flows, of course. Um, it started, well, if I could go way back, I mean, I always was into all things witchcraft and witchy, even when I was, I mean, gosh, in third grade, fourth grade, I remember is when I picked up a book on the Salem witch trials because I was so fascinated by this at such a young age I don't know fourth grade how old are you 10 maybe um and my teacher had had told me I had to put the book away because it wasn't appropriate (laughs) it wasn't appropriate (laughs) it's in in the elementary school library and I remember going back and getting that book and reading parts of it and then in the same section in the little, the little library at Andrew Buchanan Elementary School, there was a book on like superstitions as well. And that one was actually more to my reading level as a fourth grader. And I really, I remember digging into that one and they mentioned witches a lot. And I remember thinking, oh, wouldn't that be cool if you could actually, actually be a witch? <laughs> and then fast forward to always, you know, being interested in that and throughout middle school, junior high school, it would have been end of junior high, eighth grade, going into ninth grade. And ninth grade, actually, although you're a freshman and where I grew up, you were still in the junior high school because the high school was 10, 11, 12, but that's beside the point. Um, I was reading more books about the Salem witch trials. And then I went to the Walden books at our mall. And I went to the what did they call it? It wasn't new age. What was the section called back then? It was literally a half a shelf. It wasn't even a full shelf. It was one half of one little shelf and they had silver raven wolves to ride a silver broomstick. Oh, a classic for us. Yeah. We're talking 1999, 1998. Um, yes, the 90s witches know that one. Yes. The 90s witches know that one with the purple cover and it was sitting right next to Scott Cunningham's works. And I remember picking up that book and being like, 
this is, this is amazing. This is awesome. I leafed through it and I loved everything about it. I bought it. Well, I remember sitting there first. I don't think I bought it the first time I went. Cause I remember sitting there in the aisle and leafing through it a couple of times. Um, and I, I'm almost positive. One of those times was before when did, well, when did Titanic come out? When was that? 90, Oh, 97, 90. Yeah. I want to, I want to say 97, but seven. I don't know if her book was out then, but I know there was a movie at one point. There was a movie. I don't know if it was Titanic or a different movie that was coming out. Um, and I remember going to Walden books first, so I could read a little bit of silver Raven wolf before going to the movies. And then I eventually got the book and I still have it to this day. It moved with me over the years. And even when I wasn't practicing at all, especially through the end of high school and all of college. I didn't, I didn't touch anything in college, but the book always came with me everywhere I went, which is so interesting. Um, Yeah. And then when I got out of college and I, my first years of teaching, cause I, you know, taught for about 15 years, taught high school English, my first years of teaching, I, I didn't have time. I could have made time, but I didn't have time to connect my practice. Um, and then it was like a couple years into my teaching where I started to, to practice again. And when about eight years ago I had, and I talk about this in the book, um, this is like my, my vulnerable part of my book. I had a really, really bad bout with anxiety. I had some panic attacks while teaching, you know, while teaching my students and that's what really brought me back full force into my practice. Um, and so, like I said, it ebbed and flowed over the years, but I mean, the last, like I said, decade or so I have been, it's been a part of my everyday life and bringing little pieces of magic into my everyday life. And then when I had my son, which again was around the same time, it really has blossomed because now you have that additional element. You have a child and what can you do for protection? What can you do to bring magic into his life? And how are you going to raise him in this household that celebrates nature and celebrates the turning of the wheel? And so like, I've really gotten back into celebrating every Sabbath the last, you know, eight years or so, because we now have a son and like that has opened, opened my practice up even more. I love that. Yeah. I'm sorry if I rambled on, but it was oh, a long, it's a long, it start, started with Salem Witch Trials to <laughs> Silver Raven Wolf, yeah, to ebbs and flows to like really the last 10 years being, being back, back home, I guess I should say. No, I think that's great. I think everybody yeah. loves to hear the stories. Everybody is so different, but at the same time, mm-hmm. we've all kind of experienced those ebbs and flows and those sort of low points that can bring you back to witchcraft. So that's right. I think a lot of people are, are interested in stories like that. And I think too, there were so many times throughout the years, even years where I say I didn't touch it or I didn't practice that. Yeah. There still were elements. Like I would get together with my aunt and mom and we would read tarot or we would talk, we would talk about my aunt and uncle coming through the Ouija board. I mean, there always were things that were trying to bring me back full force, you know, I think throughout the years, but I was so busy doing other things, or at least I, I told myself I was too busy. Um, but yeah, and I, I do come, I'm lucky that I come from a magical family. So it's, 
it's part it's part of my family too <laughs> oh I love that yeah so you know given your your history and your family and everything that you personally love to do I know there is no you know daily routine every day is different but what are some things that you like to do regularly in your daily life as part of your practice mm. well I have I have a morning ritual that I've been doing for years that I I want to say I do it daily there are times where it's I'm a little bit busier or something comes up with the new dog with River it has been more and more difficult to get in any solid time to do my morning ritual because well somebody has to be with her because she's literally chewing on everything right now but um <laughs> I I have my morning ritual and I the first thing I, I get up uh, I like to get up before the house is awake I used to be better about that but for some reason the last couple of weeks I've been sleeping in until like six <laughs> and that doesn't sound very late to some people but it's sleeping in for me but you know I like to get up I make myself a cup of coffee and as simple as it is it's stirring I have my cocoa powder I always put in I put in a little bit of honey for sweetness and I just stir in a couple of intentions and I mindfully do that every morning and that's so simple and I that's something that you see I think a lot of people are doing that I've noticed I've been doing it for years um and more and more people are just doing the simple, like every day, stirring magic into their coffee, which is awesome. And then I come into my sacred space, which is my office I'm in right now. And I sit at my altar. I will light a candle. Um, so usually I light two candles. Sometimes I light two candles. I've been lighting one recently. And I get out my book of shadows. I always do meditating. I do a card pull. I do a little bit of self-reiki. And I journal for a bit. And that's how I start my mornings. And the mornings that I don't get that little bit of ritual in, I feel it. Like, I feel like I need it. I need, I need to do it. It's something the difference. The yeah. yeah, it lays the foundation yeah. for a magical day. You can hear my dog barking in the background. That's really Oh, hi. She wants it. She wants in the room so bad right now. I'm going to open oh. the door. You don't have to edit this out because people who listen to me, this is what I do all the time. <laughs> I'm going to open the door and let her in because she just wanted to it be It is totally fair. There are lots of animal lovers listening right yeah. now. <laughs> she wants to be part of the conversation. Um, so that in any, I, I get outside every single day. I, and I know there are some days where my, I am booked. Like I, my days are packed but I have to get outside rain, snow. I have to get my feet on the ground. I have to be outside in nature every single day. Even if it's standing on my front porch, I have to be outside um, and, and have that connection and grounding energy. So, and then there, I mean, just little things I do. I say little blessings, you know, over my son before he goes to school Um I'll slip things sometimes in his backpack, <laughs> just the little, the little things that bring those touches of magic and connection to my practice. Oh, and that's then, really sweet. It, yes. And then, and then the evenings I have had, I mean, I don't, I do not miss a day. I have not missed a day in probably 10, maybe even 12 years but I have a nighttime routine. It's not even a routine. I mean, it's a ritual because routine, you know, routines are done on autopilot, right? That's what I always say. Routines are autopilot. Rituals are meaningful, mindful, and intentional. 
And so my, my more, my after, not after my nighttime ritual, I always put my oils on my feet <laughs> and oh. I have the same, I always have my lavender on my feet. I always have a special blend that I put on my neck before bed and then my lotion blend, my lotion blend. Um, and then I do a couple other things that I'm just not going to share because I keep them close to me. Um, but I always do the same ritual every night. And I swear for 10 years, that is, that is why I am a good sleeper. <laughs> that is really impressive to, to stick with it that long. I have gone through, I can't tell you how many bottles of my, of my oil, because in that, when I travel, if I don't have those with me, I, that is something I will turn around for, or I will go out and seek out and purchase. I, but I haven't ever forgotten them, to be honest. I always travel with, with my oils. I travel with all of my ritual items. That's like one of the first things that and my medication I need for my thyroid. Those are the things I have to have with me. And I have never missed in years. I'm knocking on wood, <laughs> um, my evening ritual. Cause that is so important to me. Wow. That is so impressive. Yeah. I'm impressed. I think I've impressed myself. Like, wow. I'm just saying it out loud. You're like, wow, I really do that. I do. Yeah, I do this. I've done this for so long. My aunt and I laugh about it because she's, I mean, she's the same, we're like the same person. Um, and she has the same, a very similar nighttime ritual that she never misses as well. <laughs> I mean, they're, really, they're helpful, unbelievably helpful. I just, I don't think I can, I stick to anything. Like when I do, I know that I feel better, but I absolutely yeah. cannot say that I have done it without missing a day for 10 years. <laughs> right. I think the only I thing I haven't missed daily in 10 years is coffee. That's like my only thing. <laughs> yes. Well, and you want to know something funny? Um, I drink decaf, so I don't even drink coffee as a stimulant. <laughs> what? Yes. I, I drink, I drink all decaf right now. I'm sipping on black tea and it is decaf Earl Grey decaf with a little bit of honey. Oh um, my gosh. you're like one of those, those mythical unicorns who drinks decaf coffee, decaf coffee, decaf tea. Um, I wish I used to drink. I mean, I used to drink probably two pots a day, but um, unfortunately I have a little heart condition that doesn't allow me to have caffeine anymore. <laughs> Gosh, was it hard for you to quit? Because I go, if I like am an hour late drinking coffee, I have the worst headaches. I'm like, oh, it, no, it was incredibly difficult, but that all happened around the time that I was having my severe anxiety bouts. I mean, I would, I was up days at a time. I wasn't sleeping, um, and convulsing uncontrollably. I, my, my anxiety was so bad. And my doctors, because of that, and because of my heart thing, like you really need to cut out the caffeine. And it was hard, but I think that I was so, so much in a spiral anxiety wise. Um, it didn't, I didn't give my body the chance to miss it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I don't know, like, I think my mind was so elsewhere because I was in such an anxious state. I didn't even care about the coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that's I mean, bizarre. Yeah, healing is more important. Yes, and it, but the coffee, I had, I mean, was so much part, and I love the tea. I love the taste of it. So now I just have decaf. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I wish I could. I, I tried to cut back, but mm -hmm. I, I'm at, I'm at a spot in my life right now where coffee is is necessary. 
no, it's fine. And aren't there studies? There's like caffeine's good for you and coffee. There are all sorts of, and magically, magically, the caffeine gives you a boost. So <laughs> you're good. You're good. Okay. I'm glad because that is part of, you know, my morning routine. I do put the witchiness into the coffee. That's like one thing that I can manage to do every single day. Just like stir some intention in like coffee, ready to go. Like that's my, my simple one. Cause I'm, I'm like you, like, let's just keep it easy. Like keep things, you know, comfortable and calming. Yeah. I mean, my coffee's not exactly calming, but it's, it's a good start to my day. It takes literally three seconds. Right. Well, and I was going to say too, for your, you know, your listeners who like to know how they can bring those little bits of, of magic, that's a great place to start. I mean, as simple as coffee, but if you can in some way, shape or form, just touch your practice, whether that's thinking about, or even just thinking about a ritual, your mind going to a ritual that you performed in the past, even, or opening a book and, and saying, okay, I'm just going to read one page a day out of I don't know, Celtic traditions. I'm looking at a book I have like right next to me right now. <laughs> um, then then that's that's enough to keep you connected to your practice. I think so many people think they have to have these extensive rituals, but that that isn't necessary to stay connected to your craft. <laughs> I agree. And I there are times where I do love the extensive rituals. It's usually oh, wow. holiday related, uh-huh. um, like Yule and stuff. But I think that's just like, I have more time in my life. And right now, like I, I was telling Jenny earlier that my house is under, I think everybody knows at this point, my house is under construction. <laughs> I've been complaining about it for like a year, over a year. So I think everybody knows, but we're like I, approaching the finish line. I think we're going to be done in the calendar year of 2022. So I can stop whining yeah. about this. Um, but there's no time in my life for ritual. Like I can't do it. There's constant like, workers and interruptions like there's just no way I don't have the dedicated blocks of time to do it so I mean it's it's not necessary but I'm I'm hoping that maybe by Yule I'll have time and like can put in like the fun ritual and like do the work but right now like the daily stuff is just simple what I can manage and that's fine I don't feel you know like I'm not a real witch or not doing enough right and two I think a lot of people get hung up um that their rituals have to be perfect or just you know you hear so many people talk talk about, I have my book of shadows, but I don't want to start it. Cause what if I mess up a page, you know, rituals aren't going to be perfect. I did. I mean, I did a pretty extensive ritual two Thursdays ago. Um, out, out back, I have a sacred circle in my backyard. It's my outdoor sacred space. And it's just court. I love it there. And in the middle of ritual and I, I'm talking, I had a fire going Well, my husband got it started for me ahead of time while I was getting dressed, but he had a fire going for me in a cauldron in my circle my hand was up to I'm trying to think the direction would have been at that time because I was facing that way so my hand was up to the north um and my neighbor he had backed into his driveway but then backed forward and his headlights were straight on me like boom this is like night <laughs> full blast headlights on me because he was then backing into the lot across the street they're building the last home in our neighborhood and so they have a big garbage can and he was dumping trash and the whole time his headlights are putting me on blast with the entire neighborhood like, <laughs> look, at jenny, look at jenny and and you know what i i just stopped you know i stopped for a minute i rewound in my ritual waited till he was done and then i moved on and it wasn't perfect but you know what 
it, it still served the purpose and I got out of it what I needed to get out of it. So yes, that's an extensive ritual, but things aren't going to go right. Your book of shadows isn't always going to look pretty. Your coffee is not always going to taste the way you want, but you just, you know, you, you stick with it and things have a way of working out, I think. <laughs> Uh, I think that that's very true. And I'm guilty on the book of shadows, right? Like I always wanted to look pretty, but my handwriting literally looks like a serial killers. So it's never yeah. going to look pretty. I just, I can't do it. Now I do things digitally for that exact reason. Oh, that's interesting. My book of shadows is a mess. I mean, that is, that is my, my magical journal. That is a mess. Now my other journals, I have my, like, I like to junk journal. I like to do, um, like aesthetic journaling, you know, I'll do that as well. Those look pretty, but my book of shadows has always been a mess. <laughs> it's a, it's a constant work in progress. It is. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there, there's only so much you can do. And I, I know I'm guilty of that too, that I'm like, I want it to be in order and I want the pages to look nice. And I was like, you know what? I just I need to do this digitally because I'm a disaster. <laughs> like, yeah. I can read my own writing sometimes, but then sometimes when I'm like scribbling too fast, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what this is. So <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh gosh. But we are approaching the end of our time here. Oh, I see that two, two minutes and 40 seconds. I love how it tells us. I know. Zoom's You're about to be cut off. <laughs> Help, helping us out. So before yeah. we end here, do you have any last minute thoughts you want to give the audience? <laughs> well, no, I just want to say thank you again. First, thank you for having me. And thank you to your audience and all of your listeners for wanting to have me on the podcast. Um, the, the last few years when I have been more public, cause I always, I had my private Instagram account when I was a teacher, you know, I was afraid to be out and open just because of being oh, yeah. a public figure and it's in very conservative areas, but you know, the last couple of years, being able to be out there and being able to have the opportunity to be on podcasts and talk about my experiences and connect with other witches has just been amazing. And I'm just so honored that your audience wanted to hear me talk because sometimes I just ramble on and I'm thinking, why do people even want to listen to me? <laughs> you, were, so, you were the number one requested guest. Oh my gosh. That just warms my heart. Thank you. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everyone. And you said you have a lot of, of beginner witch listeners um, and, and, you know, blooming practitioners. And I just want to remind them again, your practice doesn't have to be perfect. Read a page a day. Um, don't feel like you need to mimic things that you see on social media, like make your practice your own. Um, and really use, use some, uh, what word discernment whenever you are your, whenever you're learning, when you're looking to teachers, use some discernment, Watch out for those scammers. Oh yeah. <laughs> just, you know, find the little, the little magic in the everyday, the little things. It's amazing what you'll find when you open your eyes. That is excellent advice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I will have all of Jenny's links over at witchwednesdays.com so you can find her easily. But like she said, comfy, cozy witch everywhere. So I will yeah. give you the non-scammer links to find her. Yep. Thank you so much, Steph. <laughs> and that is all I have for you guys this week. I'll see you next time. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. 
Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.